0: Don't close your eyes because the night is dark. Don't fear the future should it black the sun. There's a hope burning brighter in a fearless love. There's a brighter day. There's a higher name. Welcome back to season 3 of The Rise podcast with Brandon Garland. I am so glad you are listening today. I hope that this episode finds you wherever you're listening in a coffee shop, in your car, maybe with some friends. I hope it finds you in a place where you are fully understanding that God loves you, that he's for you, that no matter what you're up against, that he's not only greater than what you're up against, but he's with you as you go through it. Today And one of the final episodes of season three, season four of the Rise podcast is going to start up in 2019. So one of the final episodes of season three, I want to talk to you about the subject of risk, risk. It's also the title of one of my favorite games of all time. I love the game risk, and I want to talk to you about it today. One of my favorite pastors, I believe one of the greatest pastors alive today, one of the most influential apostles still alive. Is Bishop Brian Houston. He leads uh, the Hillsong Church movement. Um, Absolutely blown away by all God's done through him. His ministry has had a profound personal impact on my life. He is a long distance role model to me. And I had the opportunity, in one of the craziest stories of my life, to go to Hillsong Conference um, at Hillsong, New York, in New York City, with two of my great friends, Oliver and Gabriel, from. Switzerland. I'll tell you the whole story one day, but got to go there with these two great men because of their generosity and God's grace. And after Hillsong conference was over, we stayed to go to Hillsong, in New York on Sunday morning. And Brian Houston preached a message about how faith is spelled R I S K. And that the only way to live a life of faith is to live a life of risk. And I want to challenge you today that the only way to experience the God life is through risk. I'm concerned in my own life and in yours that we've become so accustomed to the comfortability and consumerism that we've become Christians who are living lives full of the greatest power in the universe and that we're wasting it day in and day out. I'm convinced that the devil doesn't have to get you to fall on your face to worship him, if he can get you to wonder what fear might do if you take a step of faith. That he doesn't need us to fall into great immorality and great sin if he can just convince us that what's on the other side of faith is actually fear and not fruit. I'm challenged in my personal life that fear has reduced me. One of the most influential quotes I've ever heard from Chris Vallotton, he says, and I encourage you to do this, make a list of all the things that you would do if you had no fear. If you have a list of even one item, you have allowed fear to reduce you. Because the truth is, what Jesus did for you is sufficient to save your soul So your eternity is secure. You're in relationship with God. You're not going to lose that. So the two most important things in the universe, where you're going to spend eternity and who you're in relationship with are 100% taken care of. So there's nothing to fear, but fear itself. But Satan doesn't have to get us to fall into great sin. If he can just get us to fear what might happen if we take a risk. And I think sometimes Satan knows better than we do that when I exercise my faith, God exercises his grace. That when I stretch out my hand in faith, and it doesn't have to be a mountain full of faith. Jesus said that if there's a mountain in front of you, all you need is a faith the size of a mustard seed. Because Jesus knew that it's not the size of your faith, it's the size of your God. And when I exercise just a little bit of faith, God will exercise a great amount of grace. And when I step out in faith, and take a risk, God always fills the gap between my faith for what can happen and my ability to make it happen with his grace. There is no gap in your life that his grace won't fill. And there is no gap in this world that his grace won't fill. But there are gaps that we fail to allow him to fill because we won't take the risk to pray and to love people, and to be there for them. Today, I went to lunch with two awesome people at my church. And I try to do this as often as I can remember to. And when the waitress brought us our food, I asked her, hey, can I pray for you? Is there anything in your life as we're about to pray for our food that I can pray for you? And she said, well, my husband was diagnosed with cancer pretty recently, but we got great news this week. That tumor actually was reduced by 80% and I said good praise God we're going to believe now together for 100% and we prayed and I've decided I'm tired of apologizing to people for things that God hasn't commissioned me to apologize to them for that I'm committing with you on the other side of this conversation that I'm done apologizing for things that God has actually commissioned you and me to change Then no longer will someone say that they have a diagnosis and I'll say, I'm sorry. And that no longer will someone say that their marriage is rough and that all I'm going to say to them is I'm sorry. And there will no longer be people who tell me about their children and the crazy things that are going on or the depression that they're struggling with or the battles that they're fighting. And no more will I respond to the needs of the world by saying, I'm sorry. Because God has given me his Holy Spirit, not to say, I'm sorry, I feel for you, but to actually be the change that I wish to see in the world. Because God's vision for humanity isn't just to believe in him and go to heaven one day. It's to fill us with heaven now and let heaven actually break into this earth through spirit filled believers walking in faith that's spelled R I S. -S 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 Okay. And that means if our mission is to bring heaven to earth, then if it's not in heaven, it's not supposed to be on earth. And I don't know everything about heaven, but I know that in heaven, our bodies are whole. I know that in heaven, though there isn't marriage the same way there's marriage here, there is marriage between Christ and his bride. And that marriage is perfect. I know that the relationships we have with each other don't have the same strife and fighting and brokenness that we have on earth. And the commission, the great commission as found in Mark, is that we're going to go into all the world and preach the gospel to all of creation. That whoever believes and is baptized will be saved, but whoever does not believe will be condemned. And these signs will accompany those who believe. In my name, they will drive out demons. They will speak in new tongues. They will pick up snakes with their hands and when they drink deadly poison, it will not hurt them at all. They will, will, they will place their hands on the sick and they will get well. We are commissioned, not just pastors, not just preachers, not just worship leaders or people who work at the church, but every single person who has put their faith in Jesus and been filled by the Holy Spirit. We are sent out with the mission of bringing heaven to earth Yes, to preach the gospel so that when people leave the earth, they go to heaven, but not just so that we can go to heaven one day, but so we can bring heaven to earth today. So I encourage you, what about as we finish up 2018, will you rally with me to say that we're done apologizing for things that God has commissioned us to change? That maybe the reason that you heard about this certain problem is because God wants you to be the solution. If you ever think to yourself, wow, this is a huge problem. I don't know what to do. The reason God's allowed you to hear that problem is because he wants you to be part of the solution. And I'm convinced that if we're full of the same holy spirit that enabled Jesus to heal the sick, then we through our prayers to the same father who loves us the same way he loves Jesus. Cause we're just as righteous as Jesus. Justification means it was just as if we'd never sinned. So he sees us just like Jesus. And if Jesus laid his hands on the sick and they got well, and Mark 16 says that Jesus commissioned us and said, we will place our hands on the sick and they will get well. That means when you hear about someone in your school or your job, or your family that's sick, or their family member has a diagnosis of an illness, you are not there merely to provide sympathy or, or I'm sorry. People who don't know Jesus can say this. You're there because you have the same Holy Spirit that Jesus had, and he's commissioned you to heal them and pray for their full restoration. And when you hear about a brokenness in people's lives things that have disappointed them and let them down. You're not just there to say, I'm sorry. You're there to point them to the hope of Jesus and what he did for them through his love and the fact that they can have a new life and that God is so powerful that there's no situation he won't intervene in. But here's the thing, all these things take risk. So the question is, will you take a risk to ask your waiter if you can pray for them? It doesn't have to be awkward. I say almost exactly this every time. Hey, I'm about to pray for this food. Is there anything in your life or your family that I can pray for? But it takes a risk. When you see someone and you ask them how they're doing and they say, oh, I've been sick for a few weeks. I don't know what it is, but it won't go away. It'd be safe to say, I'm sorry. But will you take the risk to say, I know Jesus and I know that he can heal the sick. So can I pray for you? You'd be surprised how many people would say yes. And you would be surprised what God will do through you, not because of how great your faith is. It only takes a little bit of faith. But your little bit of faith will meet the great grace of God and the great grace of God will fill the gap within the lives of the people you begin to minister to. And you will see him do abundantly beyond all you can ask for or imagine. On the other side, of faith, it's not fear, it's not frustration, it's fruit. Will you take a risk today and see God move and see what he can do through you?